The Mary Mac Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this great big world, I welcome you. So how are you, my friend? I do hope you are well. In the past two episodes, we helped our family and friends to learn how to better support us while we were going through the grieving process. If they themselves had never experienced a loved one's death, We applaud them for learning what to say, but also what not to say, which is just as important. Yet in today's episode, I want to discuss the coronavirus, which is ravaging our world. Several listeners are wondering how to approach this chaos, and so I thought I would share my thoughts. It turns out that I anticipated that this week's episode would be about the needs of grieving children, because the Foundation for Grieving Children, Inc., the first national nonprofit public charity, which I created, was promoting its 10-day fundraising event starting this Friday, March 27th through Sunday, April 5th. I have to tell you I struggled with whether to go with our plan or change it based upon what was happening in the world now, and I decided that what we are going through right now is something that is horrific and historic for all the peoples around the world. So it would mean a lot to me that if you can financially donate We would love your contribution to help children and teens get the grief support services they desperately need after a loved one's death. To learn more and to share your gift, would you please go to www.foundationforgrievingchildren.org. In the future, I will speak more on the needs of bereaved children and teens. But for now, Let's speak frankly about what is happening in our world, since so much of it aligns with the feelings, thoughts, and concerns of the bereaved. When we are confronted with a loved one's death, we can feel intense fear, panic, anxiety, loss, 
stress, and many other emotions. The underlying emotion is that we feel so out of control. We feel we have no control as to what is happening to us. And I can't think of a better way to describe it than that. The inability to control where we are able to go, who we are able to visit, thoughts of how we will get through this with our families. Will any of us get sick? Will we be able to financially support ourselves? And how and when this will all end is on everyone's mind. The only times that I believe are comparable to this would be the Depression in the United States back in 1929. When the stock market crashed and people were forced on breadlines with no jobs available. During World War I and II, severe hardship came upon most people in Europe. Most recently, after 9-11, we in the United States mostly stayed home. Transportation was halted and the nation was shocked as it was the first attack on our homeland. But this is an unprecedented time. Most of us would say that at the beginning of a new decade in 2020, we were looking forward to a brand new year filled with hope. Never could we have predicted such a horrendous pandemic would sweep the world that we would need to self-isolate to help slow the progress of a virus. So now we are faced with school and university closings, restaurant and bar closings, malls, events, and more. We aren't sure how long this will last, some projecting until July or August, but all we know is we needed to purchase food in large amounts, water, medicine, and think through what our family would need for an extended period of time. So now we are home and hopefully safe and well. The children and teens are home, the adults are home, and maybe other generations of family members are also home with us. Parents are homeschooling their young ones. Pre-teens, teens, and college students are doing their lessons on laptops, learning how to work remotely. And through all this chaos, the normal chores of running a household still need to be done like the laundry and cooking meals and cleaning the home. For some, they haven't done much of this for a very long time. Perhaps your mom and dad both worked, so there was a great deal of fast food or eating out and someone else came to clean the house. Now that's a thing of the past, at least for now. So how do we deal with this change of life as we know it? And with little time to emotionally prepare anyone in the family, because we were so busy just getting supplies, listening to the news, and making sure we had each family member's needs addressed. Each family member is trying to deal with their own emotions at this time. Each family member is wondering when this will all be over. Each family member is feeling how unfair all of this is. 
And so it's left to the adults to help calm them, talk to them, be there for them, and place a more significant amount of time into your family at this time. Yes, work needs to be done. But at some point, we must close the laptop and concentrate on the emotional needs of our families. We have lived in a technology-filled world for decades now. We pick up our phones constantly. We have gotten to the place where we are addicted to them. If someone doesn't text or email or message us through social media on a regular basis, we actually feel sad, and we wonder why they aren't connecting with us. Our whole world revolves around our phone. How did we get to this point? Our children sit next to each other and still text one another. They haven't learned the social skills necessary for a full life. Perhaps that lesson can be learned now. From my perspective, while we are now living in a very unpredictable time, what would happen if we used it to reconnect with what's truly important? And that's the people we love. And while our phones, tablets, and computers will be helpful to connect with others outside of our home so we don't feel so depressed and lonely, we could also find a time to silence them and have family time. But I also want to speak to you about something very serious, and that's the fear that goes along with uncertainty. It's sort of the elephant in the room. We don't really want to talk about it, but we know it's there. Every member of the family has fear of some kind. Some even have anger that their lifestyle is changing. Whether it's financial, emotional, or physical pain, how will we survive financially? Being cooped up in a home with so many people on top of each other 24-7, how do we do this? Will we get on each other's nerves? Or will we learn to be especially kind and patient with each other? How do we learn to make accommodations for each person in the family to continue doing the things that they love? And having to give up all the outside activities? hobbies, friends, sports, going to church, and so many other things we have relied upon as part of our daily lives. One of the most effective ways to deal with emotional pain and sadness is to learn the emotional freedom technique. Also known as EFT or tapping, we tap on our hand, head, face, collarbone, and side to calm our system down when we feel fear, stress, panic, or any other emotion which keeps us stuck and scares us, it doesn't cost a cent, doesn't involve any drugs, legal or illegal, no alcohol or other depressant, and it is highly effective. Because of our circumstances, you will always wash your hands before touching your face. 
And if we are required to stay inside our homes for much longer than anyone anticipates, we will need a way for each of us to learn how to handle the uncomfortable situations that we might find ourselves in. And tapping is that answer. One of my favorite tapping facilitators is Brad Yates. He has hundreds of tapping sessions for any emotion you may be dealing with on his YouTube channel. This week, he created tapping rounds specifically for the coronavirus outbreak. I think you will find his work particularly helpful, and he's begun doing live sessions as well. I will leave you his link in the show notes. Please make sure you teach everyone in your family how to tap. This is a skill that will serve them all their entire life. It will help them know how to cope with anything life throws at them, and this is certainly something we have never lived through before. If we find ourselves affected similarly to the people of Italy, we will need to talk to our children and teens about death and the grieving process. And if you personally have not dealt with this before in your lifetime, then this podcast will help teach you what happens after we survive another person whom we love deeply. Children and teens grieve just like the rest of us. The youngest among us don't have the language skills to express their pain and don't have the coping skills adults do. Teens who are not comforted and loved during the grieving process will reach out to others who may not have their best interests at heart. They may seek to find love in all the wrong places and even self-harm. All the people in your life need exorbitant amounts of hugs and kisses and comfort. If our country is faced with an extremely high amount of deaths, we will need to educate ourselves to what happens after someone dies. What do we face when in such pain? How do we soothe ourselves? I suspect that if many die, we will also face funerals which we cannot plan, wakes we cannot attend, burials which we cannot attend, leaving us to feel like we let our family members down. As it is, we won't be able to visit our elderly in nursing homes. It literally would be a matter of life and death, as we wouldn't want to infect them. And I could only imagine the utter sorrow we would feel, knowing that we might not be able to be with someone we loved at their deathbed or have a chance to say goodbye in person. I want you to know something. We have no control over this pandemic. We have no control over what will come. Whether you know it or not, you are able to cope with anything that comes your way. It is said that it's 20% of what happens to us and 80% how we choose to cope with it. We have the ability to deal with what 
ever will come. It has everything to do with how you look at this. Everything. Yes, we will have to eat foods we don't like. And yes, we will have to deal with small areas of our home. And yes, we will have to be patient and learn to share. And many will have to grow up really fast along the way. But you're taking the time to have family meetings with everyone in your household and talk about what each person needs to feel comfortable and safe and loved during this very stressful time will go so far to enduring this crisis together. If you haven't listened to my first episode, I talk about the value of using a gratitude journal for yourself. Everyone in your household can use one, even if you only have a notebook or paper. When we feel grateful for the littlest things in life, we don't have time to focus on what we don't have or the negative things going on around us. We might even try this at the dinner table each evening. Go around to each person and let them say something they are grateful for for that day. It will make them feel a little bit better at that time. And if you are single or living in a home alone, it is so important that you not isolate. Get on the phone and speak to someone daily. Even if you go onto my website, marymac.info, at the top tab for crisis resources, you will find hotlines of people you can speak to. Do that each day if you need to, if you have no one else in your life to speak with. It's important that you speak to people. See them on FaceTime. Perhaps use Skype. Whatever it takes to be engaged in the world. Watch YouTube videos. Call people who you haven't spoken to in very many years and reconnect. Text them if you can. Listen to stories online. Be part of life again. Just now, we will be using the internet to do that, and thankfully we have that. In my episode four, I speak about how to rebuild a new life for yourself after a loved one's death. You might not be grieving a death. You may be grieving the life you knew before this virus hit our countries and created chaos in our life. But you could start to think how you might like to build a new life after this is all over. Reconnecting with family and friends in a way that serves you. Reevaluating what is really important in your life. Purging and decluttering things in your home. Clothing and other items that maybe someone else could use. Considering who in your circle of friends truly cares for you and who are just acquaintances. Do you really need all those friends on social media who you don't even know? So maybe it's time to rethink what will make you truly happy in life. Do you need to say no to certain groups of people now? When we go through crisis, we tend to look over what is working for us and what isn't. 
We ask forgiveness for things we might have said or didn't say. We want to wipe the slate clean and start again. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's actually quite cathartic. I want you to know that I'm thinking of you. I'm in Florida, also self-contained in my home, believing that I will be able to ease your pain as best I know how. Although it might be considered tough love, I want to say what few will say to you, and that is this. We just never know when our last day will be. Whether you believe in God or not, you cannot control that aspect of life. You never will. Whether you leave us during this crisis through illness or accident, it is not up to us to choose that day. And if you're thinking, well, I could take my own life. Hmm, yes, you can. But do you really think that selfish act won't devastate those you love? Don't you think they will always wonder why you took that step? So please never think that that is a way out of this horrible situation. You can cope. You can figure out another way. You can find a plan B. You can educate yourself to find out other options. You can get help. As I said before, go to my website at marymac.info under the Crisis Connections tab and call up a crisis counselor to talk with them. That's what they do. The bottom line is to stay calm and focus on the positive things in life. This will keep your immune system boosted and ward off disease. Decide what you might create during this time of self-containment. Consider how you can turn your fears with the use of tapping into something hopeful. Write out all your dreams and goals for yourself. At the end of each episode, we play uplifting music to help you change your state and feel happier. And we will continue that because we really need it, plus it certainly makes us feel good. So right now, I want you to get up, move your body, and dance, dance to the music, and have fun. Yes, you might find it strange, but just get up anyway. Thank you for joining me today. Use the contact page at marymac.info to send your questions and comments. Please rate and review this episode wherever you listen to me. Use wisdom 
be safe, and hunker down. Remember to write five things you're grateful for in your gratitude journal each night before bed. And please, be happy because you deserve to. I'll talk to you again soon.